Less than 24 hours, Georgians will be under a shelter-in-place order. McDonald, though, said he did not know the man was handcuffed and was trying to use his foot to pin him to the ground so he could be handcuffed. If your friends, neighbors, or local organizations are not complying, report them to us. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome to the Free Georgia Podcast. My name is Jake Green. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so sorry I missed last week. I was at the debate and then the week got a little crazy with uh, promoting Shane's campaign. Um, So we started getting a lot of hits after that debate performance, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, But first, a little bit of housekeeping. If you enjoy this podcast, if you find it informative or entertaining or just, you know, like it as white noise in the background, um, drop a like. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, to the Rumble channel, and our Odyssey channel will be up and running soon. Um, we're getting a good amount of traction with this podcast right now and with uh, social media in general. Um, it's going really well, especially after the these debates this past week. We got a lot more hits, a lot more subscribers. Um, share the podcast. Share the, you know, lpgeorgia.com. Just share everything that we've got because we need more and more people to jump on board with spreading liberty, spreading freedom, um, getting the message out there that people should not have to be forced at the point of a gun to do certain things that they don't want to do, that are, you know, these peaceful people getting getting told to pay taxes, do this with your property, do this, do that with your property, all this garbage. We don't want any of that. And that's all we're about is more liberty for folks, everybody, anybody who's a peaceful person, you get more liberty in the Libertarian Party. So let's talk about the debate for a moment. Really fun time. Um, it was not, there was no audience at this one. Uh, it was, I was able to go because I acted as Shane's photographer. Um, and it was really interesting. Like they said, is it's it's great that the libertarians get the invite to the GP GB wait GPB TV right Georgia Public Broadcasting Television yes <laughs> um, it's great that we get the invite it's wonderful um, it's the only series of it's the only debate series that we ever get the invite to really and um, which is a travesty that we don't get invited to all the others but it is what it is at this point we'll get there. Um, however, you're still not treated the same, which is hilarious that they're trying to include the third party, but our green room was just a sound stage, whereas the green room for the two major candidates was an actual green room with couches and hanging out and didn't have trash in it. And ours was, uh, Abrams and Kemp were afforded, uh, gotta be. I mean, it's more people than we were afforded. They they told us we could have uh, two people come with Shane um, and only one person could come into the studio, whereas Kemp and Abrams had more than that in there. Um, so it is what it is. You know, I guess uh, it'd be nice if, if they were afforded, if we were afforded the same, the exact same accommodations as as the other two candidates. But 
you know, it's already happened. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll improve in the future. But there's one moment in the debate where the TV crew, this was a live debate, mind you, the TV crew, the Abrams people and the Kemp people all audibly laughed at a moment that Shane created, which was he, it was during the section when he, uh, when you get to ask the other candidates questions um, and he addressed his question to Brian Kemp and it was, you know, you implemented lockdowns, you implemented mask mandates, you implemented a vaccine mandate, um, all this other stuff. Uh, do you have anybody, do you, do you want to apologize to anybody? And Kemp just looked at him bewildered and said, is that a question? Shane was like, yeah. Do you want to apologize to anybody? And it's live TV. Everybody in the studio was trying so hard not to laugh out loud. Almost none of them succeeded. There was an audible laugh from the entire crew, from everybody in the room. Um, it was one of the more memorable, memorable moments of a debate that I can remember seeing um, in any debate. It was great. And maybe it was just being in the room and hearing that laughter. Um, I'm not sure if that read on TV or if you could hear that on TV because uh, I haven't watched it fully like all the way through um, on TV yet. But in the room, it was something to behold. And it was <laughs> it was really entertaining and uh, just a great moment. I mean, there are a lot of great moments. In fact, there are great moments from from almost all the libertarian candidates who are in the debates um, this this go around. And we're getting a lot of good polling results based on those debates. Uh, polling, you know, polling is what it is. You, you can't trust it 100%. I mean, in 2016, all the polls said Hillary would destroy Trump. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but we are polling anywhere from 5% to 30-something percent with certain, certain races. So we've got Shane Hazel, um, I forget what he's pulling at right now or after the debate, but it's going to push it to a runoff, most likely. Uh, we got Ryan Graham pulling at, I think, 7%. Um, last I looked, and it obviously it depends on the poll. Um, we got Martin Cowan. I believe he's up in the up near 20%. We got David Radabaugh for agricultural commissioner. Um, and I, I think he's in the 20s or 30s from certain polls, um, which is super interesting. And we have Ted Metz for Secretary of State, who's polling um, in double digits as well. Um, and we have Chase Oliver, who is polling. I, I think I last saw him polling at 7 to 10% as well. So we, uh, we don't always get on polls. And so the fact that we're polling a good percentage in almost every single statewide race is a really good sign. Um, it means it's likely underreported. Um, so it likely means that we might have a little bit more of a percentage going into the actual final tally of, of voting, which is happening on November 8th, November 8th. And if you haven't watched those debates, uh, all the, um, debates from this past last week, I guess, 
the week of the 17th. Um, I think they started a couple days before that. Uh, I think the Senate debate was less, was the 16th. And then they kind of started from there. Um, I would highly advise you go watch them. You can watch them all for free, free being taxpayer money on Georgia Public Broadcasting's website. I think it's GPP, gpb.org. Um, they're all really fun. Um, I haven't gotten to watch every single one, but I've watched clips of every single one um, and then watched a few straight through. It's just, you know, you can only watch so much at a time. <laughs> I only have so much time to, to spend devoted to watching politics on TV. Um, but I would encourage you to go go check them out because libertarians performed very well. We uh, we laid our messages message out there clearly, concisely. Um, did a really good job. I mean, Shane freaking killed it. Um, it was just, it was great to see him up there making a fool out of Kemp and making him seem like a much more logical choice than Kemp um, for Republican voters. And then he made Abrams seem like a dictator, <laughs> making him a much more logical choice for Democrats. So I don't know. It, uh, it definitely helped our, our standing and it got Shane like national news. Um, he went on Kennedy the next day. Uh, he's in his clips have been on fire on Twitter this whole week, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all social media, hundreds and thousands. And I mean, probably millions of views at this point. So the debates, thank you to GP B TV for uh for the invite um they're really appreciated because we just don't get invites to every freaking debate and it's really frustrating um let's talk about voting let's talk about voting i voted day one um i you know i've been studying this all this stuff all the candidates for a year and a half <laughs> so i'm pretty well informed when it comes to what everybody stands for what everybody um, is what their stances are on different things. So I was able to vote day one with a clean conscience. I went in, voted for who I wanted to, didn't vote in a few races, um, especially races where I didn't know anybody, um, which I would, that's one of my least favorite things that people talk about is voting straight ticket. If you're voting straight ticket, just because you want to vote straight ticket and didn't do any research just because you're like, oh, the Republicans suck. I got to vote straight blue or the you know Democrats suck. I got to vote straight red. Um, way to be a critical thinker, like good job. Way, way to, way to apply your adult brain to thinking and analyzing a situation that impacts people sometimes for decades. Laws get passed by these people, y'all. Like laws that govern your fellow citizens get passed because of who you vote for. And so if you don't know who you're voting for, laws that get passed, you might completely disagree with and you might find morally repugnant. So why are you voting for people who you don't know? Republicans aren't like, if you're a Republican, all the Republican candidates don't agree with everything that you've said. I'm a libertarian. All the libertarian candidates don't agree. I don't agree with. 
And so there are some libertarian candidates that I don't vote for, and there are some that I do. Don't vote straight ticket just because you're part of that party. Use your brain and think about and analyze and do research before you put someone in office who will use their power to oppress certain people or a certain group of people or put laws in that will detract from your liberty and your freedom. It drives me insane. I mean, it drives me insane. Uh, the number of times on Twitter I see vote blue to save our democracy. It's like, what? What does that even mean? What does that even mean? You think because somebody votes for some Republicans that our democracy is going to somehow go away? No, it's absurd. Also, if everyone voted, so let's let's put it this way, 20%, I believe in Georgia, 20% of people are Republicans, 20% are Democrats, and 60% are independent. So, and I believe like nationwide, it's something like 40% of adults don't vote. So in reality, the majority never wins. The majority of people don't vote. The majority of people, if they had their way, wouldn't elect either one. And in the Libertarian Party, we have a great method for this, which is NOTA, none of the above. None of the above is always on the ballot in Libertarian, um, when picking Libertarian candidates. So if you're running, um, if you want to be the Libertarian candidate for governor, like Shane is, um, he had to run against NOTA. Um, which is none of the above. And so when it was put up for a vote at the Libertarian Convention back in January, he could have lost the nomination to nobody, which means, which is basically just saying, we don't want you representing our party. And that should be on every single ballot in every single election. None of the above. Herschel Walker, we don't want you representing us. So. No, you know, if you're if you're a Republican and you don't like Herschel Walker, you're definitely not going to like Raphael Warnock and you're you know, you might not like Chase Oliver. So Noda, none of the above. We don't think any of y'all are fit. You know, obviously, that's not how a lot of people think, but it is how libertarians think. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to not. uh to not kind of be pigeonholed into voting for the lesser of two evils, which is also an idiotic narrative. In fact, uh, let's, I'm going to share a clip from a recently released movie. Maybe that one right behind me, Divide and Dominate. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a documentary that was recently released about Shane Hazel's run for governor. I highly recommend checking it out, but we're going to play a little clip from it right now. Here we go. A third party candidate. it doesn't matter just go vote well it actually Don't does matter sit a home. lot but that's I mean, a wasted vote no 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 oh, well, you know, okay, no, wasted. Oh. no one should be wasting that opportunity to vote for who whomever they think should be president ralph nader as a uh, third party candidate back then in 2000 uh scored close to 100,000 votes in the sunshine state 
And that, the argument goes, robbed Al Gore winning that state. Having a third-party candidate takes away votes from other candidates. Well, I believe I'll vote for a third-party candidate. Go ahead. Throw your vote away. <laughs> if there's one message I want to deliver to everybody, if you don't vote, that's a vote for Trump. Wow. If you don't vote, that's a vote for Trump. If you mm -hmm. vote for a third-party candidate who's got no chance to win, that's a vote for Trump. There are. So, there you go. Those are clips from Divide and Dominate, How the Powerful Steal More Power. Uh, it's a clip on, we, we kind of dive into the media and how all of the, the wasted vote fallacy, which is, it's a wasted vote if you vote third party. It's a wasted vote. That last one that was talking, by the way, is Barack Obama talking about how if you vote for a third party, it's a vote for Trump. <laughs> I mean, friggin' stupid. That doesn't even make logical sense. Like, it's so dumb. And there, like, another fallacy is that we only pull from Republicans. Libertarians only pull from Republicans. BS. In the 2020 Senate race, Shane took from the Democrats more than the Republicans because. If you look at it, if Shane hadn't been in the general election, uh, Purdue would have won. Since he was, it was forced to a runoff. In the runoff, Purdue and Ossoff flip-flopped, which meant that some of those people, most of those people that voted for Shane went and voted for Ossoff. Either that or... People didn't get back to the polls for Purdue. Um, either way, we pull from D Republicans and Democrats. And the fact that Republicans think that we only pull from them is freaking stupid. Um, like, it, Kemp has not been that great. Kemp's not a good Republican governor. He locked us down. Like he locked down Georgia and he lied about it on the debate stage, which is ridiculous. Like I've editing this documentary. I have seen so many clips of him. In fact, in our freaking intro to this, <laughs> to this podcast, you hear Kemp's voice saying, we're going to lock down Georgia. And if you see your neighbors doing something that they shouldn't be doing, they shouldn't be out and about living their lives report them to us. Come on. I mean, that's the kind of crap they do in like North Korea. Like tell on your neighbors if they're out living their lives, not hurting people. If they're not doing what the government tells them to do. What kind of garbage is that? Kemp actually said those words in a press conference, or not a press conference, just a speech. A speech like locking down the state. It's insane. Um, Oh, it's crazy. The the fact that he I mean he he barely made it through that debate. I feel like I feel like he just got destroyed. It was fantastic. Anyway, back to voting. Um the wasted vote fallacy is such garbage. I libertarians mainly pull from people who don't vote. That's that's where our primary voting block is. And if 40% of the country I don't know how much it is in the state, but 40% of the country doesn't vote. Uh, if we can get a large portion of those people to come vote, 
we start running winning races it's a lot of people it's a lot of people to uh to not vote that we can tap into and kind of connect with them on a basic human level and be like look we want to leave you alone we want government out of your everyday life and we want you to be able to live your life how you see fit there's just not a better message than that it's insane to think that all these other politicians their message is hey republicans i'm a republican i will help you the republicans with all the things you want while stepping all over everybody else Hey, Democrats, I'm a Democrat. Let me help out all you Democrats and do exactly what you want at the expense of all these people over here, of the 60, 70 percent of the people over here. Because what's good for one person isn't good for everybody. And the best thing to do is leave it up to the free market and let people live their lives freely so that that can determine where what direction their lives go and get government out of your everyday life. It's just, it's really a much better, just insanely better premise than, than what the Republicans and Democrats are spouting. I'm not even sure they actually believe in stuff, honestly. Um, like we have a core set of principles that govern every single thing that we do in the Libertarian Party. And I just don't think, I just don't see that any of the other two. Um, I think their principles principles in quotation marks change all the time they're ever evolving or really devolving into more and more authoritarianism whether it's socialism communism um, fascism any of that and it the only way out of this that i can see is to vote libertarian um and like i said if they're like what something Dave Smith talks about a lot is like take Ron DeSantis down in Florida, for example. He's a good governor. He does a lot of things really well. Um, he has some policies that are terrible, but it would be dumb to run a libertarian candidate against someone like Ron DeSantis, who was the second best governor during during the whole COVID lockdown thing. Um, so I'm not saying that you have to vote straight libertarian to get us out of this. When there is a good Republican or a good Democrat, uh, really good on the issues and really good with freedom and liberty, you can vote for those people. I would encourage you to vote for those people. I don't see any of those options here in Georgia this election season. There's not one. There's not one that's good on freedom and liberty outside of the Libertarian Party. None of them. They're all about their own version of authoritarianism. And it will not lead Georgia in a good direction. Kemp's bragging about how like unemployment is low and how a million new jobs have been created. Well, you idiot. You shut down the state and we lost a million jobs. Of course, we're gaining a million jobs back because the economy has to come back in some way, shape or form. Um, you didn't create these jobs, these jobs, uh, you destroyed them, destroyed a whole bunch of people's lives and then brought it back. Like it's not okay. That's not okay. 
what's going to happen again? Uh, you know, if, if there's another emergency, it's just, you, why take that risk? It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Like, uh, I get very frustrated, uh, watching people on Twitter, just argue about red and blue. Um, when there is clearly a third option the day after the debates, it was the Abrams Kemp debate. Everybody was like the Abrams Kemp debate this Abrams and Kemp that Abrams and Kemp this. And it's just like, there was a third party on stage who talked as much as the others who had better ideas, who made the other two look like fools. So why are you, what is this? Like you're bought and paid for, you're a shill for the establishment. You don't actually want change. You just want to win. Winning isn't everything, y'all. Incremental steps is what it takes for change to happen. Change doesn't happen overnight. And if you keep voting for the lesser of two evils, you're voting for change, but you're voting for change in the exact wrong direction. Because every four to eight years, everything flip-flops. So we'll have, you know, We'll have Democrats lead the country for, as a president for eight years. Then it'll flip-flop and it'll be Republicans that do the same thing. They'll repeal a couple things, but then add a whole bunch of new crap. And then the Democrats will come in. They'll repeal a couple things, and then add, add a whole bunch more crap. And so what you get at the end of it is just a whole bunch more crap with a couple laws and a couple policies withdrawn. Is that what you want? Like, do you just, all we're doing is adding to, adding to the laws on the books every single time you elect a Republican or a Democrat. Just add more laws. Just add more laws. Just keep adding laws. Do you realize how, how difficult it is to decipher just the tax code by itself? <laughs> Me and my wife just did our taxes because we filed for an extension. And the tax code is just about the stupidest most egregious violation of humanity. <laughs> it's, and that's what you're voting for by voting for Republicans and Democrats is just more laws, just more laws, just more things that you have to adapt your life to fit so that you don't go to jail or get fined. I don't know what to tell you. Like, quit voting straight ticket and start using your daggum brains. It's just, it's really not that difficult. And if you want a like basic intro course, it's not even an intro course. It's entertaining and it's an introduction. It's a good like jumping off point to libertarianism. Go watch my movie. Um, I don't know how much I'm allowed to promote myself on a state, <laughs> state LP podcast, but it is a good movie. And it is well worth the time to watch it. Um, it's called Divide and Dominate, How the Powerful Steal More Power. And it's entertaining. It is, it won't, it won't make people super pissed off. It's not an attack ad. It's not like an attack on Republicans and Democrats. It's, it's an attack on this broken system that we're a part of. Um, and that we participate in. And it's a it's the beginning of a blueprint on how to fix it. Yeah. 
You can find it on Vimeo, vimeo.com. We've applied to be on Amazon, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I got kicked off Amazon uh, a couple of years ago when my first movie got released or my last movie got released. So we'll see if, if they uh, allow this one on there. Um, just go watch it. It's, it's informative. It's something that people should watch before they vote, especially if you're going to vote straight ticket. Okay. Yeah. I mean, with, with voting straight ticket, you're just voting for your own enslavement. You're every time a Republican makes new laws that gives the government new powers to do something. That's gr That's great for Republicans when the Republicans are in power. But as soon as the Democrats get in power, they now get to wield those tools, those weapons against the people who created them. So now the Democrats are now using those weapons against the Republicans. And then vice versa. Same thing happens eight years later, four years later. And so all you're doing is voting to enslave other people first and then enslave yourself second. That's it. There, there's, there's no, there's no middle ground there. Like all they do is make new laws. When was the last time a law was freaking repealed by a Republican or a Democrat? <laughs> Come on. Day one, Shane Hazel would repeal an insane number of laws. Nullify a whole bunch more. It would be a, uh, it would be a glorious day to see some libertarians get in office this year. Um, seems like down in Alabama, they might be getting an office this year. Um, so let's, we, we should definitely keep an eye on that. What else? I think we've been run, running for about 30 minutes, which I think is, uh, is about as long as, as I can talk in, in one sitting at this point. Sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm very, uh, it's election season. So we're busy as crap. Um, trying to trying to get Shane and the rest of the LP ticket um, more attention, get more people looking at them, more votes. Um, I like these solo, these solo episodes to be a little shorter so that uh, it's not me just talking for a full on hour. <laughs> um, I don't know. I can barely stand listening to myself talk for an hour. So I'm sure there are many people out there who are like, Jake, just let's just end it here. Let's just end it here. Let's just do that because that seems like a better idea. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think we might end it here. So if you're going to get out there and vote, really think about what you're voting for. Really think about who you're voting for. Think about how that person will wield the power that they inherit by you voting for them. You're giving your name to that person. You're vouching for that person. And so if that person goes off and does something terrible that you find morally reprehensible, you have to answer to that. They don't. No one in government ever answers to anything. You have to answer for it. You pay the price in the long term. You're the one who has to live by those laws that they pass. You're the one who will get arrested by breaking those laws that they pass, even if you find them morally repugnant. So be careful who you vote for. Yeah. 
Be careful who you vote for. Use your adult brain and do some critical thinking. That's all I got. All right, y'all. Uh, go to lpgeorgia.com to learn more about our party. Um, all of our candidates have their own websites, and you can find the candidates uh, on lpgeorgia.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at lpgeorgia. Uh, we're going to start um, building up our Instagram page here soon. Um, but right now, Facebook and Twitter are the, the best spots to follow us on social media. Libertarian Party of Georgia on Facebook. Uh, we're going to be doing a Liberty Libations on Thursday night this week. So that'd be October 27th. Um, so feel free to join us for that. It'll be 8.30 on the 27th. Me and a couple folks will be uh, just chatting Liberty, having drinks, um, and looking at, we watch videos on different things. And it's basically just a freewheeling discussion on whatever we want. Um, yeah. So thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please spread the word about this podcast, about our party, about our ideas, because the more people who hop on board with this, the more people who become passionate about it, the better off we're all going to be in the future. And the more resilient, um, we'll be as a community, as a state, as a country. There we go. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you next time on the Free Georgia Podcast.